Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Shift. Uh, this week's guests are Ian Lyra and Laurel Mahney. And uh, we have such a fun chat. We talk about... Um, the one that got away so we start off with a bit about that and then we talk about dating comedians and then we talk about when people say mean stuff to you online and also just about getting older and how we have less to say so um yeah have a listen to the episode and i hope you are all having a lovely week and uh just slightly longer uh version of the episode on patreon and uh there's also the video up there as well but other than that um enjoy any other news in sex that we should know about? <laughs> well, anything I, new? <laughs> I had um, a listener ask us, would we talk about, um, I'm going to say your name because I want to give her a shout out, but I'm going to fuck up her name. Uh, A-I-S-H-A. How do you say that? A- Aisha? A-I-S-H-A. Aisha, Aisha, yeah. Aisha, yeah. So she asked us, would we talk about the one that got away? Have you guys ever experienced that? Dated oh. somebody where you've been like, fuck, that's the one I should have married. I don't think I have. I don't think I have. Everyone that I've broken up with, I've been like, that was the right move. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I got away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, the one that I got made, away. <laughs> I made an escape. Yeah. I'm actually I'm actually pretty um friendly with like um basically mo- all of my exes. Like we're all cool. They're all like married. I mean, I'm they're all married, like they're all having kids and stuff. I'm like doing a podcast about a sex call we went different directions do you think do you think they're like sitting at home in their relationship going i tell you ian was the one that got away i wonder that like how many how many of them are thinking that surely about none of them like show that but i wonder like i wonder if they're like at home with their boring husband mm. like man ian's doing well but i don't know they'll never tell you you'll never know like a woman will never tell you i kind of think though because they're keeping in contact with you i feel like that's telling you they're keeping you there that part that special part of their lives <laughs> you think so i think I, I, so i asked one of my best friends because she's friends with one of my exes and i asked her i was like do you think that she sits there and, like watches my stuff and and she was like for sure women of course we we do that. We do that with like all our exes, especially if they were like in the spotlight. Yeah. So, so that's the only reason I do anything really is for my exes to feel like <laughs> I got away. <laughs> but also as well, if you ended on good terms and I agree with Laura, because if you ended on good terms, then it's like, there's no reason for them to hate you. There's always that kind of like, Oh, well, maybe it could have worked out, you know, cause at least when you end on bad terms, it's like, fuck you. You kind of block mm. on the Instagram out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, I've kind of learned that there's no real thing as good terms. It's all bad terms. It's just a level of bad that it is. But like a breakup is almost never good terms. Because even if if you both agree, you're still like, you're an asshole who wasted my time, (laughs) you know? So it's always like, it's just the severity of of the bad terms. But we're like, I feel if it's kind of mild, like if the break, if the bad terms weren't super mild, then the reason that she liked each other still kind of exists so then it makes sense that you'd still be kind of pally with them because it's like well i still think you're a very nice person but it just it's not meant to be and they're all sitting at home going maybe one day he'll return to me (laughs) well they're all married with like two children so i think (laughs) changing nappies yeah but you know the midlife crisis you know for the first divorce keep them in the loop you know yeah. yeah, my goal is how famous, how big do I have to get for one of them to finally admit that they, I was the one that got away. 
<gasps> they could sell a story when you get like super big. Which one will sell a story on you? Which one is more likely to sell a story on me? Mm. I think I'd like, uh, well, I know one. I know one that, <laughs> I know one that she would for sure. <laughs> she, she's trying to make it. She will for sure. She'll tell it. There was like my high school, like when I was like in college, like my college girl, but she's ambitious to say the okay. least. Okay. Okay. It's a way yeah. to go. It's a way to go. Yeah. She'll it's sell like- the story. It's like that Avril Lavigne song. What's it? You know, the skater boy one. And then when he makes it, they're all like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how, that's how it is. I, uh, I, I wonder that. I wonder because, you know, I'm a nobody, but I wonder what it's like for when, when like I date a girl, like when we go out, like what it's like in their head. Like, what do they think? Like, do they think like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe this guy will be known or, 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 or does it not even cross their head? Because it would cross my head. If I dated a girl that was like in the in, like an actress who was like doing stuff, I would be like, maybe this is gonna be one of a big I've asked girls, I was like, if I got famous, are you gonna tell everyone that we slept together? And they're like, Yeah, for sure. Oh, hundred percent. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. No, I even slept if with anybody even pretend nobody's nobody I've slept with is gonna be famous. Maybe yeah, a I DJ. <laughs> Okay. You're doing well. Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I I was like, yeah, that makes sense because I would for sure. If you were any type of famous, I would I would tell. Even if I hadn't slept with you and you were any yeah. type of famous, I'd be like, oh, I slept with him. Yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> say I tried. She turned yeah. me down. I yeah. Even... <laughs> yeah, I'm the one that got away. <laughs> he still yeah. thinks about me. He still watches my stories. You know, <laughs> we were childhood sweethearts. We were childhood sweethearts. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what about you, Laura? Anyone that got away? Um, now, to be fair, um, I met my husband when I was very young, so I was only 20, uh, so I hadn't had much time. Um, but I wouldn't say that there was one that got away, but I think, again, like that, I was quite lucky. My first boyfriend was a lovely man and still is a lovely man. I met him recently pre-COVID in a children's play area. With <laughs> He had children, I had children. We, we weren't just there for the crack. Thank, thank God. <laughs> our old spot (laughs) I just love the slides but in the moment when we met I was like you are still a lovely man I can absolutely see why I liked you and then I saw his wife and I was like does she look a bit like me does is he still pining after me I wonder but he's just like like that we were we were only 16 we were only babies when we were going out together it wasn't like a full-on relationship at all but I do, I I kind of think back on 16-year-old Laura and I'm like, good choice, good choice. He was a nice boy. He was like a good man, but he's not the one that got away. I got the one that got away. He didn't get away and he stuck with me. But I was like, yeah, that that was good. And then I had one fella that I'm absolutely thrilled he got away. Oh my God, just traumatic. And I see the way his life has gone as well and like his interests and stuff. And I'm like, oh, bad Laura, bad choice silly man yeah I like those the ones that got away I feel like all of mine were the ones that are not like that I'm glad got away Mm. like I feel like I might be that sounds really like self-indulgent but I might I feel like any girl that those guys date will be the one that got away because I've dated so many messes so many like I'm sure they have five girls that'll be the one that got away that when they're 40 they're like oh why didn't I just commit to one of those nice girls I've dated a lot of committophobia guys okay a lot of New York guys how, how does that, how, how does, like, what are some of the signs? Oh, they usually say at the start, I have commitment issues. And I go, I'm just going to ignore that. Okay. <laughs> Let's and in, for three months. <laughs> but in your head, Katie, are you thinking, I, I'm the girl that's going to change this? Um, probably when I was younger. Yeah. Mm. I'm getting a bit more realistic now because you kind of think, well, you don't know me and let's see how things go. And in your head as well, you're like, I don't know if I want to commit to you either. So but then you fucking invest two to three months and you're like, okay, yeah. And this person, the, and the thing when they say they don't want to commit, they still want to be like girlfriend, boyfriend, just without the label. So all of a sudden you're like, you've met the friends, you know, the parent's name, you know, their favorite dinner. And then you're like, wait a second. I just am a fucking girlfriend without the labels. So and then you have to kind of, and they're like, well, I told you at the start, I have commitment issues. And you're like, oh, you did in fairness now. Yeah. Um, now what's the harm in you just, going like being that being the fake girlfriend without the title um play devil's uh, advocate why can't you do that um because i would like it 
it's as simple as that it just makes me feel like respected and valued and like Mm. even though they kind of say you're exclusive there's still that sort of loophole and I'm very monogamous so I'd rather and if I'm investing my time I want to feel that they can at least just be like oh I want someone to be like oh she's great she's my girlfriend and that's all it is it doesn't even change afterwards but it just makes me feel good yeah that makes sense yeah that makes sense I always wondered that because I just think guys and and girls are just wired so differently mm. like for, for a guy they're like they don't even like sometimes they don't even think about that like I, like being valued they're like whatever <laughs> <laughs> and I, but I think some girls certainly when we were younger are waiting for okay we've done kind of five six dates now so surely the talk about being girlfriend and boyfriend is is pending now but actually the guys as you say might just be like well we are we don't have to have a chat about it but I do like the official kind of we are I will now call you my girlfriend it is a respect I don't like the feeling that they're leaving their options open by referring to if I'm being honest I don't think I've ever asked somebody to be my girlfriend I think we just end up in it (laughs) like you're just you just fall into it but you'd refer to that would you refer to them as this is my girlfriend then yeah at a certain point yeah at a certain point I just introduce her as my girlfriend and she's yeah. like, all right, I guess I'm his girlfriend. Oh yeah. But that's the same as the talk. Cause the girl yeah, that's great. And it's like, yes, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. If you meet the friends and you go, oh, this is my girlfriend, but then you meet the friends and they're like, this is Katie. You're like, all right. You know, like oh, the last guy oh. was seeing for a couple of months, he referred to his friends as the girl I'm hanging out with. And I'm like, we're dating. We're not fucking other people. You see me four times a week and more, longer than four. Cause I tried to leave the next day and he'd be like, have breakfast, do your work here. So it was like, like hanging out with, get lost. Mm, this is the girl I take to sex parties. Um. <laughs> with 180 of my other friends. <laughs> but Ian, how long would you be seeing someone before you would refer to them as like, because I do think maybe, may, like I would want it like by at least three months. So if it's not, actually, I'd be like, I'm back on the apps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it has to be to the point where it's obvious that we're together like it's like it's and it, like I feel like the times I've said it of course for the girl she gets that confirmation of like all right he, he said it but I also think in her head she's like well yeah I mean I'm with you all the time we go on dates like yeah we've been doing this for three and a half years this is <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we Better might be dating <laughs> right yeah. you're like having their baby and you're like are we together is this yeah. is this a date? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i think i think my fear um of of commitment lies in like i'm very um and this is probably i hate saying this because it sounds like just an excuse that guys use but it's like i am really focused in to my career so anytime that i feel like anything is getting in the way of that it it, it kind of builds like friction in our relation and i'll start to pull away like emotionally and stuff mm. so that's like I, I try to like I try to manage that, but it's tough. It's tough because I'm just I'm just wired like that. Yeah. And there's nothing hugely wrong with that either. I don't think it's like it's like there's bits of your life that you get organized in a certain order. So if if the career is the priority at the moment, you're getting yeah. that getting them ducks in a row first. And then when that's secure, you've the ability to open up to it. But I don't think that's a big issue once you're honest about it. Right, right. But but uh generally speaking you know women they don't want to hear that yeah it's not (laughs) bum 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 i prefer my career (laughs) yeah Yeah. no they want a guy who's like ambitious and focused on their career but then also all about them and it's like those two things kind of don't i don't think they i don't think you can split it between those two things you know and to be fair they probably want to join in when the career is already sorted I don't, I don't know. Do I want to be at the start of anyone's career <laughs> or in the middle? I'm like, you, you call me now when you, when you're sorted. Right. Right. Sometimes I think, sometimes I think that that's where I'll be. I think that I'll go, I'll, I'll eventually get to a point in my career where I'll accomplish like the things I want to accomplish. And then I'll just be like, let me go back to see who's available from when I first started, you know, from when I first started. <laughs> Going back over the old anyone, matches. <laughs> yeah. Let me see if anyone's still single from when I first started. <laughs> or maybe they me. might, they might be gone through their first divorce. So you could yeah, be like, hello, right. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a stepdad. Exactly. That'd be great. <laughs> Ideal. But, and women do feel that too, though. Like, guys just presume you don't. But 
like especially in New York there's a lot of career driven you know or trying to find your dream so they do feel that too so it's just like finding someone who's either like similar and understands that and um, mm. is yeah. really important so I do think being really honest up front being like just let you know like my career is because I say that to guys I'm like if I get a spot at the club at 8 p.m I'm canceling on dinner and yeah. they're like something about what we do is like almost every single person we date or meet their schedule is like opposite of us so like i remember i remember like my like dating my ex-girlfriend she'd be like oh we haven't hung out in a couple nights like take a night off and i'm like but that's when i work like i'm free during the day you take a day off we'll spend the entire day together and then i can go off at night but they see what you do as like hanging out or like like it's not a real job and it's like if i don't if i don't go do shows tonight then i'm not working and I'm already mm-hmm. off the entire day. Yeah. So I can wake up at seven. You take off your day. We'll spend the entire day together. I go work at night. But they, you know, they don't see that like as a thing. That's such a their good point, actually. Yeah. It's such a good point to be like, oh, you should take off. Yeah. Cause yeah. I've had guys before be like, oh, can you not just skip it tonight? And I'm like, no. Can yeah. you, you can you, you skip your meetings? Can yeah. you right. skip your bank right. meeting? <laughs> right as soon as i hear something like that like a thing goes off in my head like mm. uh-oh uh-oh time time to pull back this is only this is a red flag and it's only gonna get worse yes because yes. if you're telling me to miss shows at the beginning could you imagine once it's like invested when you really like like when we're really there you're gonna be like get a job become a bus driver so we can hang out yeah yeah i remember when i met um shane as my husband i remember when i met him i was 20 and I remember having the fe- I was doing drama in college in Cork and I felt the feeling of like, hello, perfect life partner. You're a bit early. I remember being like, "Ooh, this is great to have met you, but is it the right time? And I had to kind of take myself aside and have a discussion with myself and say, this is this is this person is too good. So you're just going to have to kind of embrace the fact that he arrived a bit early in your life. Um, so then a lot of things like, you know, we didn't move in together straight away or anything. I was like, I have to live with my friends first and all this. Cause I had to still kind of fight for to do those bits. And he, but in fairness, I think because he's in a totally different industry as well, he's an electronic engineer that, uh, we weren't, um, that, that kind of helped a bit because like my job was kind of exciting to him, but at the same time, he had a very steady life. So he was happy to, I don't know. I, I remember, I remember having the talk with myself of like, okay, this is not ideal. And, you know, we might be on different trajectories for a while, but it'll all come good. And thankfully it did, because I don't think he'd have still been available if I had tried to wait until my career took off. <laughs> like, yeah. Are you still around 20 years later? Any sign? No, okay. Well, I think I think that- oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm just going to say, I think in that situation, like the perfect thing is like in your early 20s to like, if you're in a career like that, that takes like so much of your time and so much of it is like you kind of hustling because different careers are different. There's different careers where even when you start early, like it's pretty much a nine to five. So you'll work every day, nine to five and then you'll be out. I think it's good to meet like somebody who's trying to be like a doctor who would just be gone for 10, 12 years, but you could still be together. Yeah. And then you'll see them like when they're done, when they're done with everything, they'll be in a place in your career, you'll be in a place and now you could, you know, be like. And also they. Then you'll be with a doctor. How handy. I'm right. such, such a hypochondriac. I wish I was with a doctor. I'd be like, please, I think there's something wrong with me. You'd be like, Laura, sit down. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's the best of both worlds. Yeah, it's great. I'm off on the hunt for a doctor. <laughs> It'd be great. I have an ulcer in my mouth right now, so it hurts when I talk. Oh, oh my God. Even a dentist to do you. Oh, stop. Yeah, jeez. But I think as well for like, so obviously we are partner. He's obviously very understanding and supportive. Yeah. And for people like us with what we do, we need someone who's like, we understand anybody who I know who's a comedian or are in the arts or whatever and in a successful relationship. I've always said that their partner was super supportive and like not very needy. Yeah, he's not. But also he is a good outside eye for like, if I get agitated or stressed about a situation, he's able to, he's able to dip into the world enough to be like, oh, this is what's going on here. That one's jealous or he wants you to do that. You know, he can, he can calm me down in a, in a way that I think if I was married to another comedian, I think I'd find that dynamic so tough because like if they got to do, we'll say Vicar Street, and I was in louds somewhere, I'd be like, oh, my, you know, that would put such an extra strain in your relationship, the, the levels of success that you'd be at. 
Have you yeah. ever dated a comedian? Ian? No, never. Yeah, I've never yeah. seriously dated a comedian either. Like, I, I, I don't look at, I don't look at, uh, I honestly, I honestly don't look at comedians as <laughs> sexual <laughs> beings. <laughs> And we knew what you were gonna say. How unfair! Well, dead right. Hold on, hold on. Let me change my shirt. Let me fix my hair. <laughs> I'm wearing my pajamas for God's sake, Ian. How am I not sexual? Well, you're talking to both of us. I haven't washed my hair in four days, and we're in a t-shirt that has a dog on it with glasses. <laughs> I swear, I, I just look at them like colleagues. Like they're like, like, it's like, it's like we're we're soldiers together. Like I don't yeah. look at. I don't, I, I, it's no guy or girl. We're just soldiers together. Like, yeah. I, and I, and I, and I feel like, I feel like comedians, at least my dynamic with comedians, with both guys and girls, it's like too real. It's mm-hmm. like, there's no aspect of like lying. I feel like in relation, sometimes in relation, if you got to lie, like just, just to keep it healthy, like not huge lies, obviously, but like small things and like comedians are too real, like with each other. Like they'll just, mm. they'll just say, you know, stuff that it's like, well, I didn't need to know that, you know? So yeah. I, I, there's no, there's no mystery, especially if a girl goes up and does a set about her arse. Like that, yeah, exactly. the, the magic is gone quite hey, early on. That's all <laughs> of my, my material arse. is my arse. <laughs> Well, what that is some quality material you have there. I've got I've got a spotty arse right now. So <laughs> see that the allure Why is gone. You think I'm sexy? <laughs> Look at my spotty arse. My arse knee. But I think it's so funny because I've said that I've said that to comedians and I've said that to like um, women comedians and they they always react like kind of the same. Obviously, they're joking, but I always was like, isn't this a good thing? Like, don't you isn't it better than to be some pervert comic who's just trying to 100 percent? No, I love I love having comedians like 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 yourself where I can go, oh, let's grab a coffee and not be kind of worried that there's like a they think that it's like a secret date or that Mm. they're you know, you want to have like, yeah, it's better to be like colleagues 100 percent. You know, you're dead. Plus as well, like our job is so complicated to throw in like a fucking dodgy affair, you know, if it didn't work out. Oh, no, thank you. Like I've don't get me wrong now. I have had my odds uh i've hooked up with a comedian but he's older and such a nice man um that we actually ended up being friends from it afterwards but like i was uh, that was lucky do you know what i mean Mm. yeah yeah also like this might sound weird but like i genuinely like enjoy like women like i like i i think i i like their company i think they're like like funny like i can i can there's certain guys who like sleep with a ton of women, but the way they speak or act, I'm like, do you like women? Or yeah, oh, yeah. like, I just don't sense that you enjoy them or like them. Like they're literally like, I I, I know guys who are like, I, they'll just want to have sex with the girl and then immediately like leave and want to hang out with their guy friends. Like they're like, I don't want to speak to women. I don't want to be around them. I don't want to hear their voice. I legitimately only want them for sex. But like, I actually enjoy hanging out with them. I think they're funny. I have a ton of uh, female friends. So for me, like, being able to hang out with like a, a female comedian a woman comedian and it not be that too where it's like oh i don't have to we could just hang out i don't have to try to have sex and I, we don't have to worry about that that's also like fun for me because i could just be like ah we're just hanging out you know it's not like yeah. a, a sexual thing yeah you just be yourself yeah which i ge- which i which i generally am but also you know women comedians are funny so it's fun <laughs> to have a coffee with somebody who's oh funny where you're just laughing back and forth but isn't isn't it shocking that like you saying this is like it's almost like a breath of fresh air i know it's like, is it this guy is saying he likes women he thinks they're funny he doesn't just yeah. want to have sex with them who is this magical man right I do want to have sex with them but just not with the funny ones <laughs> Because funny also means smelly. You just can't be funny. No. Um, so I, I realized this. I realized it in like in like high school, maybe college. Because I remember like some of my friends who and and in college, like we all dated. We all were like you know meeting different girls or whatever. But I remember some of them. They would just like like I would hang out with girls, and they were like, I don't want to hang out with girls. Like I just want to be with my guy friends all the time. And I love hanging out with my guy friends, but like not all the time. Like I like to have women around yeah. when it's not where no sex involved. Also, like they bring a different perspective, a different dynamic that I find entertaining. But I find that there's a lot of men who don't. Like some of them, I'm like, are you just gay? Because I don't understand. You literally only like them for sex. Like there's something gay about that, which is fine. But 
But there's something gay Yo, about, bro. Just like, about just liking women for sex. It's it's all yeah, it's almost like forced masculinity or something. You're yeah, right. You're protesting too I'm much. Straight. Right. You gotta I'm like fuck. the whole package. I just love riding. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the pussy. But it's yeah. interesting though, because I actually some of my guy friends, when I'm around them, I get the impression that they're like, oh, we'll let the girl do a bit of speaking now and then we'll go off about their business. And I've only realized this recently. I'm like, oh my God, these people don't they don't want my company as a person. They're just kind of like, um, oh, we'll we'll keep her for the numbers you know this is very refreshing i'm just ian i'm coming to your house <laughs> I, think, I think it has i think it has to do because i grew up i'm the youngest in my family i have three sisters yeah and, and i have a brother too an older brother but like i kind of grew up in my, like the dynamic in my house was like all the women i have three sisters and my mom all the women just kind of dominated the the like they're all older too like so they were older yeah. so like so growing up i just had this like a opinion of like this is how it was like this is you know everybody like i don't know but when i went out to the like i didn't even i never even heard the concept of and i'm not just saying this because you women comedian i never even heard the concept of women aren't funny till i was like a couple years into comedy like i never even heard that like i didn't yeah. even know that was the thing that people believed i just was never exposed to that like in my family I, I think I think women are slightly guilty of perpetuating that as well, though, because I've definitely as a younger girl was a bit like, oh, sure, girls aren't funny at all. And a bit like that. I was the unique one. You know, I'm gas, but no other girl is. So I think women sometimes, even though obviously there is an issue, but I sometimes think girls are bad for knocking each other down and putting out that rumor that girls aren't funny. It's not necessarily all men putting that out there, I don't think. But I know funny, like, I just don't get it. Cause like, even aside from, aside from comedy, like I just always grew up around funny women. I guess yeah. maybe that's just the ones that I surrounded myself with. Like I would just always like in high school, college, me and the funny girls were always like dr drawn to each other. Yeah, so like, yeah. I, I, before comedians, like I can name 10 girls who I think are just so funny. Like mm -hmm. we just have so much fun. It's always just jokes. So I never even knew that. I, I got to comedy. People were like, women aren't funny. I was like, what? Is that a real <laughs> thing? Like I never even heard of that, you know? Yeah. And do you think, um, though, just to swing back to what you said about like, we, so that's Irish lads that you're hanging around with that you're like, oh, yeah. I, I do think, oh, the lads are going to, and it's like majority. Uh, Irish lads listen to this for some reason I looked up the analytics but anyway um, love yes keep listening hi boys <laughs> um, but I do think that there I did notice when I came over to New York that there was a more of a female male friendship it's okay friendship than in Ireland like I did we had a lot of male friends in Ireland mm. but there was more of a we're going on a lads night whereas here I see less of that like I do but maybe that's just because I'm in comedy maybe it is just the comedy I don't know I think it's comedy and New York. Yeah. I think I think comedy in such a like New York liberal city, like you know, a coastal city. I think that's a thing. But I definitely have been I have been places because I, you know, I tour all over the country. I have been places where one hundred percent I'm like, these people don't think women are funny. Like I know I, I Yeah. Like I've been at gigs where I've headlined, we'll say, and absolutely stormed it right and there was three or four male comics on before me and they did fine like you know not storming it but doing fine but then afterwards all the lads are like yeah man well done brother so good brilliant really enjoy that and i'm there like hello and they don't even they're just like hiya laura <laughs> do you know what i mean there can be that dynamic now it's it's not always the case and i don't really care i'm like well you're just allergic so that's fine but it can um it can uh, there can be a sense that all the boys are kind of minding each other. And then it's like, who's your one that came in and kind of like stormed it? We don't like that. We're a little bit allergic to that. I don't know. It, not always, not always the case, but I certainly have had that experience of feeling like they clubbed together because they were yeah. afraid of the funny girl. <laughs> oh yeah. no, the funny girl's going to come steal our audience. Yeah. Too I right I am. <laughs> I think I think here at least like one of the things that I notice is like a, a a a woman comic will go on stage or whatever and let's say like not have a great set or like not be, you know, quote unquote funny for that night and people are so quick to like blame the whole gender be like oh you see women aren't funny and i'm like no that person's not funny most <laughs> yeah. people aren't funny like men either they're not <laughs> funny like <laughs> how many men go on stage and bomb and make a career out of it like yeah. most people 
are not funny. But when a man moms, they don't put it on the gender. Yeah, <laughs> that's so like true, that actually. Yeah, that guy is just shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there is like pressure as well. I've definitely felt pressure when I've been to one of those like where you can tell it's like the Boise show. Like it's all lads and they're like mm. saying this weird shit. I remember one time um I went and did a show and I did a someone had bailed so they'd recommended me so the guy hadn't seen me in fairness but it was all guys and it was all white guys and he was like you're you're doing 15 you're doing 15 and then he looked at me and went seven you think you can do seven <laughs> and you do feel really feel like you have to prove yourselves but the guy you yeah. went up before me bombed he did all this anti-woman material and sure was in a restaurant they're all couples the guy's not gonna laugh they're there on their date night and then I went up and he never lit me. He ended up giving me the rest of your man's time. But you do feel like, oh, I have to prove myself now, which I feel like yeah. they and wouldn't also, have that. I can't count the amount of uh, kind of like, you know, manky black t-shirt um, comedians that wander up smelling of their bedroom and then they go up and they do like five minutes about wanking, right? And the audience are so on board with them. And then if the girl goes up and like, hey guys, I'm on the blob, I have my period, or says anything, they're like, no, no, we don't want to hear it. I'm like, I've had to listen to 20 lads tell me about masturbating and I'm not allowed to reference my fanny. Are you joking me? Like, it's What's just so stop? weird. It's so stressful because I've now, like the last guy I was seeing, he said to me, um, oh, because I talk a lot about sex, obviously. And because yeah. for me, I feel like, I just started learning how to have proper sex the past few years. I want to talk about it. And uh, he was like, <laughs> what? I said, what class did you take? I, need to take that <laughs> I just took New she York went to City a club. class. She went to a club of 180 people. I did actually go to a sex club. I didn't join in, but I uh -oh. went for the podcast to, to get there. Hold on. I have the, I have the invitation right here. Look at this little for the podcast. Oh yeah. Ooh. But yeah. So, so, Oi, what? oh yeah so he goes he was giving me advice on comedy this is a dj and he goes just be careful not don't be that hack female comedian who only talks about sex and i just felt like oh she can't just win as a woman that's the yeah. stupid because i could be only talking about being irish and people be like there's that hack immigrant comic i could be mm. talking about having fucking my eyebrows painted on be like there's that ha like it's you can't win do you know yeah. yeah yeah i think i think it's just trying to please people you can't win that way mm. you can't win trying to please people but if you just do what you do then you'll have people that like you and people that dislike you but either way people will like you and dislike you so you might as well just do whatever you want like this I mean, is so true that is so, so true. true look at look at nikki glazer i mean she only talks about sex her whole thing is sex but she's like the best at it like she's yeah. literally inarguably her sex jokes are some of the best jokes written so yeah. if she were to listen to some douchebag that told her at the beginning hey don't talk about sex she mm. wouldn't be selling out theaters how she is now yeah. and sure when she posts up things you'll see in the comments oh women talk about sex but she's not playing to those people who yeah. already think that no. You're so right. I think you have to take the good and the bad because uh, recently there's this like toxic forum online about Irish bloggers. And I have to admit, I was having a little nose around. I was like, oh, what's going on here? And then I found, I just found two or three comments about myself, right? And my little heart, I was like, oh my God, I, I'm so hurt by this. She's not funny, this, that, and the other. Oh. And I went and said it to Shane, I was like, oh my God, I found these comments. He was like, yes, brilliant. Brilliant. And I was like, why? He was like, because now you have haters. He was like, you've got to be doing something right if you've got people that hate you. And I was like, oh my God, what a brilliant way of looking at things. Now, I still don't want people to write nasty things about me, but like that notion of like, you're not playing to the crowd. Once you stop thinking about the crowd and just do your own thing, I, it makes a huge difference, I think. It frees yeah. you up. I, I think oh I think it was Patrice O'Neill and I I'm someone's gonna write in and be like no it wasn't to someone else but who said uh you know you shouldn't be killing with the whole room you know like you're you're meant to really kill with a certain select amount of people and those are the people that be your fans those are your audience like yeah yeah um so you know you're you're not gonna Patrice definitely did he did say that okay, that, that is a Patrice quote yeah I don't I don't know how I feel about that because I also think that there's like like everything you go too far left you go too far right there's yeah. a group of people there's a group of comics that you know they're like <laughs> in a room of 300 they got four people laughing and they're like those are my people no <laughs> yeah no no no. i don't mean that but i mean like you could have you could have 298 people killing your laughing yeah. and you'll be looking at that one guy just looking at you so it's like oh, yeah, yeah. 
that guy comes to all of my gigs and he's always in the front <laughs> row. He's always in the front row. I'm like, why are you sitting in the front row if you hate yeah. me this much? Please leave. Yeah. Please, you're so distracting, yeah. one guy. That's, yeah. I think that's human nature. That's human oh. nature. We're just going to focus on the, on, on the person that doesn't like totally. us. I, I just look away now. I've had to tr- just train myself to be like, that, that's not my person. Um, yeah. but, but there's, oh, who is it? JP McDade had a great show. I have to say it because it's his, his joke, but he said like where um, comedians are like, or the New York City culture is like, it's fine to bomb and it's, you should be bombing and that's how you get good. And he was like, nah, quit. That's bad. <laughs> You're fucking quit. I've never, heard of, I've never heard of say that, but I, to- I love JP. I totally agree. I, yeah. I, I- I, I don't know. I don't understand that world. Like there's sometimes there's people, you know, we all know people where you're like, are you trying to do what are you trying to do bad? Because yeah. you're great at it. <laughs> or they come off and they just go, they didn't get it. The audience yeah. didn't get it. They didn't get it because it's not funny. It's- yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm a I'm a professional comedian. I didn't get it. So I don't <laughs> <laughs> there's so, so much. Think- yeah, I don't think you can expect. I, that's so funny. I love that when I'll date guys and they'll say a joke and I won't get it, and they'll be like, "Oh, you just don't get jokes." I've had a couple of guys, and I'm like, "I, I get paid to write these." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get jokes. Yeah. Just funny. I also think. I also think like I, I pride myself in being one of the comedians. Like I laugh. Like I hate mm-hmm. you. Know, you also run into your comedians that won't laugh at anything, and then you see them yeah. on stage. You're like, "Well, you're terrible." But I, I, I laugh at like. Anybody, if you tell me a joke, if I think it's funny, I laugh. Like, I watch sitcoms where every comedian's like, this sitcom sucks. And I watch, I'm like, well, I got that joke. I got that joke. I got that joke. I try to remain as, like, human as possible. Yeah, yeah. Because it's easy for us to, like, get outside of ourselves and start looking at every joke for structure and for, you know, and for for setup and punch where I'm like, no, I still try to have like a normal sense of humor. I feel like I'm doing overkill at the moment in terms of like um, female comics that come on the scene. I'm like, I must be their mother. I must mind them. I must protect them. They must feel welcome. They must feel funny. I'd say I'm coming across like a lunatic. They're like just going up to do their seven minutes. And I'm like, yes, amazing. Because it's like we have to support each other. Yeah. And I feel like there might have been times in the past where I, I haven't been supportive. So now I feel like there's a loads of people in the Irish scene that are like Laura's mental <laughs> she's she's overkill with the girls but I assume you do it because you know how it feels to come it's up nice. and not have that you know, yeah, yeah. know what that's like and that's not a it's not a good feeling so you know. or I feel guilty that I wasn't aware of stuff that was occurring and I'm like just want to be there for them if anything does occur that they can come to me and I'll go kick some ass with them right yeah. sometimes I have like I have like my sets who are, who are who's on YouTube, like they put the sets on YouTube and sometimes I'll, uh, you know, you can't help but read the comments like you were reading the comments. You can't help but do that. And I remember like, I'll see some of the comments and they'll probably be like, this person's not funny. And you click on it to try to see who the person is. And then I always bring it back to, to like, to like what high school was. And I'm like, oh, this person, I'm like, this person, I, I know this person. Like, I, I know he lives in the middle of Idaho and I've never met him, but I know this type of person. Yes. I, like, this, yeah, this guy wouldn't think I was funny. Like, I, I do jokes with people to have sex and, and, and meet women. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> that's so true. I love that because that's, that's like completely, you're like, yeah, you're just not. Anyone who, like, if you don't think, there's going to be lots of people who are going to see our sets on YouTube and not think it's funny. And any normal person just goes, oh, not for me. But someone who sits down and goes, this is not funny is like, oh, they literally are losers. For sure, for sure. I, I there's plenty of sets and specials that you don't like. You just watch them and you carry on with your you life. Don't, right? Yeah, you don't comment. I used to be a human being. I used to be in a sketch group and one just one like millions of lovely comments and then one comment underneath it saying, "Gee, because her teeth are very yellow, wouldn't you think she get them cleaned?" Right? And I was like, "Oh," because it it did cut me to the core a bit because I was like, "I did need to get them cleaned at the time." But I clicked in and it was some random fella in Texas, and I'm like, "Why is that man worried about a girl from Cork's teeth? Like, are you joking me?" But it yeah. still haunts me every time I brush my teeth. I think about my yellow teeth because this one comment. Oh no, yeah. stop, stop. I'm like that with my forehead because I remember one time <laughs> someone made it someone made a page called Katie Boyle's Five Head. <laughs> sorry, that person's it. a genius. That person's a genius. I know, and in this fairness to them, they messaged me afterwards, like they were like, Love you from the roast. And I was like, Well, I didn't do them to get 
keep getting roasted afterwards you know like this is awful for ages for about a year i never wore my hair up again (laughs) it's so funny because when you click on if you click on those negative comments if they even have a real picture up of themselves it's almost 99% of the time you're always like oh yeah you would think that (laughs) yeah 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 i did um stupid tiktok joke where i said something like how when I'm t- it's, it's just so dumb it's just embarrassing that I'm going to tell you what it is but I said anytime guys see that I've heard down there so like obviously I couldn't say pubes on TikTok um, uh, they go is that European and I go yeah like no it's just a fucking me thing but some guy wrote on it and he was like oh that's so dirty you're so lazy unhygienic and it's not like I said I have a fucking wild bush down there it was just a fucking joke um, but I was like oh my god it, like what's going on and I clicked on his page and he was bald and I was like oh of course you'd be jealous of me having a bit of, a bit of pubes <laughs> oh, wait, you always say hey you would say that like you're never yeah, so true <laughs> All of mine, all of my negative comments are usually like from a guy who his picture is about 90% wall and then about 10% of his head and he's really far away from the camera. You know, those weirdos. I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, sure. Look at you can't even take a picture. You, you don't yeah. know what he's supposed to do. Down yeah. really low. So much wall, but very little face. But honestly, it baffles me. Like, think about that. Like, think about watching something, not enjoying it and then taking time out to type yeah this sucks like that's insane to me and imagine if you knew like your best friend used to was commenting wouldn't you be mortified you'd be like oh my god you know like if i thought my best friend was somebody who commented under things like that i'd be like oh my god she's a lunatic but they don't have friends and the fact that they're doing it like not incognito they're doing it like you say with their picture there you can go on their page you can see that they have two friends on instagram like what's going on that like i feel like a psychiatrist that should be diagnosable yeah (laughs) but why does it still get into my like why does it still hurt then not hurt but like it stays with you why is that i think it's because of the fact that somebody was so vitriolic towards you they had to put it in writing (laughs) yeah like i think i think part of it is because you're an artist and artists you know we have fickle souls and like you know we want to we want to create and 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 have our stuff enjoyed as much as we try to pretend that that we don't care. We, we you want to have our stuff enjoyed, but we're okay with not having it enjoyed. We're okay with that. But the but the act of you didn't enjoy it so much yeah. that you have to tell the world, not just your partner or your you know your your coworkers. Because I'm all for go tell your coworkers like, hey, this yes. guy's I don't yeah. like that. Yeah, talk about my back. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But you have to tell the world and put your name on it. Ah. Just stand on it. This person sucks. Isn't it so? It's so upsetting because what we are trying to do with our career is make you laugh. That's it. Yeah. And and then you're like, fuck you. You didn't make me laugh. You're a horrible. Look at the state you. Look at the, you're ugly. And like, what? Uh, my job is just to make you happy. And when yeah, you didn't yeah. get happy, like you wouldn't go to an accountant who kind of fucked up your accounts and be like, oh, look at that spot on your face. You're a <laughs> shit accountant and you're ugly. Yeah, but as well, like as in. If I didn't make you laugh, there's loads of things you can do. Like there's other people you can watch. There's an off switch. Like you don't have to endure this. I'm not insisting on you spending time with me. You don't need to be on my Instagram. You know, you don't have to slide into those DMs. You can head off. Next page. Swipe right. Come on. And also, I think it's like the audacity. Like, because like, if listen, we're comics. We've all seen comics where we quite don't get it. We just don't get it. We yeah. don't get the humor. We, you know, they appeal to somebody. We don't get the humor. I might be, I might tell another comic like, hey, I don't get this and I never got it. But the audacity of see, to see somebody on the Tonight Show, one of the most prestigious shows in the country, see him get, see him or her getting laughs and still be like, this person sucks. I know better than the whole industry. I know better than everyone in comedy. This person is terrible. I, I know I live in the middle of Indiana. But this person's <laughs> But there's something as well about when it's written down, it's almost like it becomes fact. You yeah, put that yeah. out into the world. And even when you read that about yourself, part of you is like, maybe, maybe I do suck. Maybe this yeah. one person is right, not these 20 people. It's yeah. I, I really, I really feel like to deal with it, you have to again, I have to pull myself aside and be like, these people are lunatics. And right. always when I was small, my mom and dad used to always be if there was any ever like fights between me and people in school, it was always like, Laura, they're jealous. So right. I do that to myself now as well. I'm like, they're jealous, they're jealous. 
Why is that as well, though? Like, yeah, why, that, was, that must have been an Irish parent thing. My dad, though, is that they're just jealous. They're just, they're jealous. just jealous. I think they literally hate us. I don't think they're <laughs> jealous. <laughs> I think they hate us. But that, in a way, that's more straightforward. That's less sinister, isn't it? <laughs> just just hate, hate that stupid girl's face. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I don't know what I did. They just hate us. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's funny when they go to give advice on it. I was watching someone's um, Colbert clip and... Uh, I, don't, I must have clicked on the comments, but the first comment that came up was the guy was giving her advice. And I was like, who are you? Fucking probably work in Walmart. And you're like, well, this is what you should do. Like, it's crazy that they don't realize that it's like a craft. Yeah, I think I think women comics get that a thousand percent. I mean, you see a woman have a set. At some point, Amy Schumer is going to be brought up in a comment at some point. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to mention Amy Schumer and curse women. That's the thing. But, you know, this is the thing about men hating women. But. I, I don't, I like when you see people, they'll give you advice, like on your joke. And you're like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Oh, <laughs> why didn't I think of the stool? Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> like, when have you ever incorporated anything that anybody suggested you? Never, never. 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 No, never. I'm good on my own, thanks. <laughs> right, never in my life. And that's another hard thing, actually, dating. Uh, I always find that men I date will try... And they're just trying to like help, but it's yeah. never helpful. It's like, I remember one time I got off stage and I, I had, I had a fine set. Like I'm well aware when I've had a bad set or a good set, but I know what's gone wrong. And I just wasn't as conversational as usual. Right. And he, he decided to tell me that he was like, you know, you just need to work on your delivery a bit more. You're a bit off there. We're just night. And I was just like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's, here's, a, here's my advice to men or women. If you're dating a comedian, Unless you are a professional comedy writer, if I ask, is this funny or what do you think of this? You always just say it's good. That's yeah. it. That's it. I don't want to hear, take it this way. I don't want to hear, what if you do this? What if, just say it's good. I'll bomb on stage and I'll figure it out on my own. Like That's the business. I don't need your negativity. And particularly when you just come off stage, I want to be met with, you're amazing, yes. you're wonderful, you're Brit. That's not the time for the chats. We can chat tomorrow at breakfast if you really right. need to. <laughs> right. Because we know, and we're already doing it a million times worse in our heads. Mm-hmm. So if you even say it, I'll push you in front of the train. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think as, a, as comedians, like you guys know, like we kind of just need, like every joke we think of, we need that encouragement to like, make it better you need that like encourage so even if it sucks at first if there's like a string of hope in that idea you need positivity to make that joke what it's gonna be so you need people to push it normally when you ask a comic is this something they'll say yes because they know they'll you'll be like is this something i'll be like yeah that's an idea like work it out like you you have to chisel away if i tell you is this funny you tell me no i'm throwing it out i'm not chiseling away that's why for my partners we just need yeah try it out I find in the world at the moment, people are quick to offer advice in general, in all aspects of life. And I feel like wearing a sign going, I'm full. I've done all my learning. I'm not open to any more learning. I'm complete. I've completed that that part of my life. Because even the other day on Instagram, I've started walking, right? Big deal. Laura goes for a walk in the day, right? Oh my God. Inundated with people. Uh, telling me to get Fitbits, telling me to get my steps up there. And I'm like, no, 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 this is going to make me stop walking. This is going to make me sit back down because you're stressing me out. And I've said to them, like my Insta crowd, no, don't come near me with advice, but they can't help themselves. They're telling me about rain gear. And I'm like, no, no, you're going to to make me fat, guys, because I'm going to stay at home now because of all these tips. But what is it? Like, I have no desire to give anyone advice. I don't know what that is in people. the desire to, oh, I'll help. I'll help. It's not helping. Leave me I've alone. never helped anyone in my entire life. That's, <laughs> the, that's the motto that I live with. Don't help people. I love helping. That's why I date these lunatic men because I'm like, I can solve this. <laughs> yeah. Or like people, I was working with a guy recently. He's a lovely guy, right? Lovely person. But my God, did he want to teach me about everything. Oh, and he oh, wanted to so tell much. me about stuff that he had listened to on a podcast. And this very interesting thing about, uh, I can't even think of an exact, it was everything. It was literally everything. Oh Lord, the way you're lifting your bag there. Mm-hmm. I actually heard. And I was just like, 
no, I actually said to him at the end, I was like, no, I'm full. I am full. I have two children and a husband. And my mind is full of Play-Doh and wheeze and nappies and also trying to be funny and trying to have a life and living with mommy guilt. I'm complete. I do not need to hear what you listen to on your one podcast. I just don't need to hear it. But look, yeah. that's that's different though. That's unsolicited advice. Like fair enough if you said, oh, I've, I've hurt my back. I think I'm yeah. carrying boxes. Yeah. And yeah. you went, oh, but it's when they give it unsolicited. Like that fucking wrecks yeah. my head. I can't right. be dealing. People yeah, do be t- telling me that, uh, how to pronounce words. Uh, oh. I like making up words. I don't, I, if I couldn't learn it 15 years ago, don't even try to teach me how to say fucking denim. Denim, yeah. whatever. I don't <laughs> I care. Got it. But I don't, like, I also, you know, I, there's lots of people in the world have a thirst for knowledge, right? I yeah. was really, really good in school. I had a huge thirst for knowledge. I think I had so much of it that I no longer have a thirst for knowledge. I don't need to know anything else. I, I, I was like that too in school. But you know, the thing now is like, there's Google. So like a lot <laughs> of times people are wrong. Yeah. That bothers me when you give me advice and you're wrong. <laughs> I can just Google it. It's like, dude, you're wrong. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, you can't believe the media. I'm like, the media? <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this, is science. this is science. Yeah. I'll just ask Alexa. I'll just ask her. It's like, don't believe the right-wing media. It's like, this is WebMD. This, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, anytime I ask my dad, this does annoy me about the Google thing. I'll be like asking him for advice or a question or I'll be like, you know, what's the capital or whatever? And he always goes, just Google it. I'm, like, I'm trying to have a fucking conversation. No, he's right. You shouldn't ask anybody anything. Do you know what? Do you know what my husband does? Is he sometimes tells me stories about things that we did together, and I'm like, I know, yeah, love, I was there. But he'd be like, Do you remember the time we went to New Zealand? I was like, I do, yeah. And he'd be trying to get into the chats and the reminiscing. And I'm like, No, no, I was there. I don't need to relive this. I lived through it. It's terrible. It totally shoots down conversation. Or he'd be like, Something that our kids did during the day. I'm like, Yeah, I saw it. I don't need to talk about it again. I honestly believe there's no reason to ask anyone anything. (laughs) You should not. Except maybe, where's the toilet? Do you find, I find now the older I get as well, I like just turned 30. So now I think I'm fucking ancient. But like, no, but I swear, like, even, or maybe it was the pandemic or maybe it was, I don't know. But I'm, I've less to talk about to people. Like, I, I, I don't need, I've barely called home to my family. I went on two dates with this guy, lovely guy. But on the second date, I thought he was like, do you have any crack? Which means fun. And I was like, I have no crack. I have literally nothing to talk about. And I mm. kind of thought, F-. I was thinking, my head, I was like, I need to start reading the news or something. Just so this I have something. You're ready to settle down. That is a sign that you're ready to settle down. When you've ran out of things to talk about with even strangers, that's great. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I feel bad though. I felt boring. But we ended up going back to his and watching Graham Norton all night. And I was like, this is lovely. I just don't want to talk. I think the pandemic has done that as well. I feel like the pandemic has introduced this person in my head who, when I'm out with people now, goes, you sound stupid. You're saying weird things. You're gone weird. You know what I mean? I didn't have that person in my head before. I had other people. But now this new lady who's kind of editing me or I definitely I feel like because I'm so used to being in my bubble at home now, when I go out, I don't know where to put my hands. I don't know how to hold a handbag. I'm just all wrong. And I feel like everybody else is looking at me going, she's gone all wrong. <laughs> oh, I, I completely agree with you. And you know, when you're wearing the mask, like, and then, and it's all in your head and I get it. And it is in your head and it's all in your head. But I did a show there the other night and someone from Instagram came out. So I was like, okay, uh, wait, say thank you afterwards. Like, that's the nice thing to do. And then we ended up having to get the train together. And I was like, why can't I be more of a cunt? Like, I really should have just left because I felt that was an hour long of social interaction a with a stranger that I, any lovely person, but I kind of felt like, am I nodding right? Am I saying yeah, right? And my ulcer was hurting me in my mouth. And I was like, uh, and I was like, I'm trying to smile beneath the mask to show I'm listening, but then like, he can't see. So I'm like doing these eyebrow movements. It just yeah. felt like a I also, lot. I recognize absolutely nobody with their mask right so it made me think I mustn't be making eye contact with people day to day because anyone any of my friends I have to go who have I <laughs> every time I see my friends now who is this because I don't she recognize them with their mask. It. that will be yeah, handy I, I don't I, I don't think I don't think it's in your head I think you're right I think we're not interesting you don't know what to do with your hands this is a weird thing everything is weird we should not I think you're right and I think it's like with age you understand it <laughs> you understand like hate it like that person in your head is right 
Yeah. If another person says, hey, you're not interesting, I'm sitting there like, shit, I'm not interesting. <laughs> you're <laughs> right. I'm not going to talk. And like that, I think we're doing so many podcasts now and our job is to talk at night as well. So we're we're extra exhausted than the regular person. Right. Like, right. I've started, okay. I started watching basketball just so I had something to talk to my brothers about because I, don't, I literally, I'm like, yeah, Jimmy Butler, now the basketball's over. We won't talk again for a year. <laughs> All my interesting ideas go to bits. So when I'm sitting at a table, I have nothing interesting to say to you. Oh, come here to me. Do you know what I did? This is so embarrassing that you said that or like bad. But like I went, the guy, I thought of something really funny and I went to text the guy that I'd gone on dates with it. And I went, nah, I'll save that for a tweet. <laughs> I was like, I'd rather the public have my interesting, wishy comments than this fucker. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. Do not think, think testing it out in him first, though, just to make sure it was top notch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I probably should. But he actually found me from uh, now the podcasters listeners know this, but he found me through a meme site, so he kind of knows like my jokes and follows me and stuff like that. So you know, so I can't really be testing material out on him. <laughs> I think um, with maturity, how you feel comes with maturity. Like when you're young, you just think you're interesting and you think you're like. And cool important and then you hit a certain age and you're like i have i have nothing to say yeah and i'm delighted i like yeah. i think i was born like i'm 35 now i think i was born to be about kind of 42 to 46 that yeah. kind of just like slippers cuddling in the children are a bit older we get to watch like um you know reality tv together on a saturday night i'm like that is that is heaven for me like trying to be 16 was hell yeah. for me trying to be yeah. 16 to about 26 was hell pretending to Claire about like nightclubs and stuff I'm like yeah. oh, I'm so enjoying myself yeah. I wish I was at home having toast right it's so tough to go on stage and be interesting now I got to be interesting on this date in the middle of Starbucks like no exactly. I'm not doing it exactly. but that, that's why it's easy to date like I know for for women like me it's easy to date these kind of a bit mental guys who are like self-absorbed and full of themselves because they just talk the whole time and you could go months without having to say anything but then you're like shit they don't even know where I'm from do they even know I'm from Ireland they don't know my name they don't know my name I dated a guy for four dates and he called me Kaylee a couple of times now obviously it's close to Katie but not Katie but I kind of was like whatever you know I could be Kaylee. <laughs> Fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> she sounds fun. Maybe she's got more to say than I have. <laughs> Once I don't have to talk. <laughs> I think if more people accepted this idea, there would be it'd be a better world. If, yes. If, if, if more people just decided, like, first of all, I have nothing to say, and even what I do have to say, it's not important. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep this to myself. And it would take the pressure off of, you know, living your best life. It would take that stupid pressure away. You could just be living. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I hate when people are like, uh, I watch a lot of movies and TV shows and they make me genuinely happy. And I binge, I, I probably watch about three hours a day. I know that sounds awful, but I like, you know, I love it. People be like, you didn't move to New York to watch TV. And then there's all this, but what am I, what did I mean? Oh, well, I fuck off. I don't want yeah. to be out clubbing until 7am. One time my friend brought me to a rave and I do like dancing and stuff like, but I at 3am I was like, oh, I'm tired, I'm going home. She goes, but the main guy didn't come on yet. And I was like, it's 3am! Yeah. <laughs> I'm going home! I thought I was watching the main guy. I don't give a shit what time the main guy's coming on. I need me toast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's great. I, I think that comes with the confidence of being 30. Like yeah. when you're 30, you were like, all right, I'm not, I'm not pretending anything. Like what I used to pretend in my twenties, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm okay. I'm okay with watching TV the entire day. Yeah. And giving yourself a break. But also there's this thing. Um, it was, I was actually just talking to Brendan Zaglo about it. I'm going to say his name because the listeners have heard of him before, or he's been on the podcast, but he was saying that learning that you're not special is a huge thing and I think America really pushes that or maybe even our generation that you're special you're unique and then your people are kind of like stressed out about that because they're like I meant to do something special and it's okay to be like I'm not that special mm-hmm. yeah but I think that in itself makes you special yeah the fact that you that you're like if you're willing to admit that and accept that people are like oh what is going on with this guy he's honest that's that's different that's special i i like this guy you know yeah. that in itself makes you like a, a special person a friend of mine always maintains as well that nobody actually gives a fuck about you because she was agonizing one day about wearing a bikini on the beach and she was like oh my god people would be looking and blah 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 and her friend just went to her but sure nobody actually gives a fuck 
And right. she, they really resonated with her as like, oh my God, like nobody's sitting there going, oh, look at your one over there. Now the cut of her, she's very pale looking, isn't she? Like it's, it's a, everyone's so in their own little world that it doesn't, it just, that, that's very, that's a great release as well. Everyone's about their own business. Like, so. Yeah. And it's even things, you know, people will fuss about stuff they've said. And like, even if you, you could say like, if you're not a famous person and it's not in writing, but you could say pretty bad shit. People do forget a couple of days later. They're just, people forget. Yeah. They don't care. Like that. They're not sitting there going to be like, I'm going to be thinking about this for years. Remember what Emma said on the 4th of July now. Yeah. And it's important to remember, like even the people who do care and will say something like the people online, it's never as important to them as you think it is. Like yeah, when, yeah. when when somebody's like, oh, this person sucks. You think that they're like, really? Like it's usually a stem of something else that they're going through and they have yeah. to lash out. But even when it's not, it's like they, they could say you suck and then go see you live and be like, you're great. Like, so it's like, it's always like a or as well as well they say you suck and then they go off and make their dinner like they're not you're, yeah. they're not constantly going i really must get that whereas you're right. left with the comment then going oh well you're making right. your own dinner yeah yeah right. i've had a guy heckle me really bad and then when i got off he was like you were great and i was like what the yeah, fuck were you doing and he goes oh i was just i was having fun you know <laughs> i'm glad you had fun <laughs> yeah you fucker comedy that happens all the time they'll just completely ruin your set and be like hey that we should we should go on tour me and you yeah. <laughs> we should be like a double act yeah, for, yeah. i don't know does heckling happen as much in ireland as it does it happen i was in ireland that was in what ireland was i was only two years into comedy at the time um it was probably one of my first gigs coming back and i was on stage and i halfway through my set i thought i'm quitting comedy it, this wasn't worth it this wasn't i'm never oh, and i did the next and i was doing 15 minutes so i did the next seven or eight minutes but i thought it was I, I'll never forget it. And and him coming up to me afterwards going, sure, sure, great. And oh, I sure helped you out up there, didn't I? And I was like, I hate you. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Because if you handle a heckler, like if, if if you handle a heckler and you're getting laughs, they really sometimes think they're helping. Yeah. I could feel my yeah. face going red. Like it was awful. But you know as well, my dad gives them... Uh, gives great advice um, and as, as I said it it's after slipping my head I just had like a brain <laughs> hemorrhage I just had a, it was something you said Ian about like people not giving a shit oh it's gone anyway go ahead you'll come back to me yeah people don't give a shit <laughs> and so then we have to get oh, better at not giving I a remember. shit she has it she has I remember it. I remember basically oh, wait, I think I am having a brain hemorrhage it just went to oh yeah yeah it's never what okay so it was a saying he has all these fucking mad sayings like don't cry over spilt milk or put up and shut up but it's it's never what it's about so when someone gets mad at you and he says this like yeah. in relationships or on the internet or anything it's never what it's about so they're like you fucking you never made me that fucking cup of tea you cunt and you're like jesus why are you getting so upset about a tea but it's something some they had a bad day at work they're taking out on you yeah, yeah. or something you did a month ago so like usually when people get on and they write a shitty or if you have a shitty customer in a restaurant it's usually mm. because they fucking miss their bus they just they just want to yeah. a reason to be mad an excuse katie, to take their anger out katie can i just check something with you do you think that your dad invented the phrase don't cry over spilt milk you don't no do no okay okay, I mean, just checking. Says these. okay okay <laughs> phew i just no, like oh my no God. I've definitely heard you that before. I mean? <laughs> but I, I found myself the more American man. Yeah, real original. He's an innovator. He comes up with all these great things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you, the, you start the crushing my world. Was, the grass is always greener on the other side. Own. He came up oh, with my that dad. One. I'm like, what? <laughs> you didn't invent these. No, but I, I found the older I get and the more American men I date. Because uh, they, they, I tend to date uh, men, and I shouldn't say it's just American men, but the men I date over here are very much like a dramatic and i say more and more irish sayings like that like oh don't be crying over spell oh sure put up and shut up or you know like real old irish man sayings that i would have never said before oh my god you're turning into like somebody from the wild irish time or the wild mountain time you're being a stereotype <laughs> stop that katie you're I'm meant sorry. to be flying the flag for us being normal well, but what am i meant to say when someone's being dramatic like we're not used to that really we're very much oh, like get yeah. on and get over it don't be dealing with your emotions like very much lock it up inside and don't talk about it <laughs> so i'm always like i don't know you'd be grand well, get on to my dad he'll have one of those new phrases that he's created <laughs> only god can judge you he came up with that one. Oh yeah he did yeah <laughs> he's never said that he's not a big godhead in fairness oh he's not a big godhead he said <laughs> no no my family's not big uh they're not big religious heads. Like I feel like we only go to mass because my grandmother. My grandmother still calls my dad to see if I'm going to mass in America. Like I am not. I don't even know where the church is. That's very sweet, though, isn't it? 
I mean, you go to mass. That's pretty God-ish. Like, that's a, you're like, we're not into God at all. We just go to mass every Sunday. <laughs> I just sad. have my Bible here in my back. I don't yeah. go. They tell her I go. Because I don't like, we're, I, I sleep on Sundays. But, uh... And Monday well, through it... Saturday. <laughs> well, Sunday is a day of rest. It is a day of rest. So you're, you're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Right. I have my cross on. So yeah, you're very really, really holy. <laughs> I'm very like a, you know, I don't want to say nothing's real. I don't want to be. I don't want to be making my bed and any, I don't want to jinx myself or anything. Even with ghosts, you know, like our <laughs> um our fucking uh, my roommate's mother's Peruvian and she says there's evil spirits in my room. Now look, that is probably bullshit. But every night I go to bed, I'm so crazy. I say, please, spirits, don't come to me tonight. I just I couldn't handle it. Just and in then case, I go, just in case. Yeah. I say it out loud like a crazy yeah, I person. think you're more godly than you think. <laughs> I think you're a lot more than you think. You're like, yeah, me and my family are not into God at all. But let's end this podcast with a prayer. Amen. That is actually a perfect time to end it because I think we've been doing about 45 minutes. Come here to me. Will you just plug yourselves? These are both amazing. This was great chats. <laughs> Ian, plug yourself. Plug yourself, Ian. Uh, I'm on YouTube. If you want to comment negative things, I'm on YouTube. You can search me, Ian Lara. And I just had a short uh, special. It was out on HBO Max. It's called uh, LA Meets New York. It's only uh, 30 minutes, and I split it with another comic. It just came out last Friday. So if you have HBO Max, you can find LA Meets New York. And if you want to see my Tonight Show set or all my Comedy Central sets, they're on YouTube. Just search my name, Ian Lara. And Ian Lara Live on Instagram. Yeah, go look at his Instagram. You've got great photos up there. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, 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 it's, if I can't be funny, I'll have good photos. <laughs> 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 My photography is what I want to be known for. <laughs> I find yeah. the photos very stressful because I put up an a picture and like you know one will get loads of likes and then i put up another one of just my face and it'll bomb and a tweet will do really well and i'm like why do they hate my face like, <laughs> they just do they just do did you not listen to ian they just hate us they just hate your face okay that's what it is <laughs> kaylee i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> and go on laura what's your your instagram's blowing up now isn't oh it? it's after exploding yes so uh, i'm laura lols lots on instagram it's where it's a terrible name but we're going with it and um for irish listeners particularly cork listeners i'm on the radio every monday to friday on cork's red fm that's great i want to be on the radio that's great yeah. oh i do breakfast radio and now i'm obsessed with myself i love that well i didn't even know you were doing that congratulations thank, thank you, you both for coming on this will come out next week um perfect you guys are the best i love you both and i'm gonna go we so perfect really nice to meet you Ian. Great, great podcast have a good day ladies thank you guys so much for listening you're the best and um, if you want to sign up to the patreon it's the patreon um the shift podcast and also esther steinberg and julie J are going to be on next week's episode we're recording that tomorrow so yeah i will be recording it today by the time you're by the time you listen to this so have a lovely week and again message me if you have any uh, advice you need or topics you want um there's a comedian i know and she's on tiktok giving dating advice so i'm gonna have her on for one of the episodes as well so if you have any questions for her she's great and um other than that uh, i love you all and i'll talk to you next week planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 